Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. The Q101 Morning Crew. On Q101. Brian and Kenzie on Q101. And it's time for Kenzie's Crimes. Here we go. Kenzie introduces a crime mystery around Chicagoland or Illinois. And me and Case know nothing about the case. So sometimes we've heard some bits and pieces of it. Sometimes we know about it. But I always learn something when Kenzie does these deep dives on this thing. I always learn something more. Yeah. Um, so I'll ask you guys both right now. Have you ever heard the name Tammy Zawicki? Tammy Zawicki, off the top of my head, no. I cannot say I'm familiar. Okay. No, nothing? Ringing no bells? Ringing no bells right at the moment. Uh, bells aren't rung. Okay, so <laughs> from no here bells. on out in your life, if someone ever says, have you heard of Tammy Zawicki, you're going to know, okay? Okay. So Tammy Zawicki uh, was born in Pleasant Hill, Pennsylvania, oh. and grew up in Greenville, South Carolina. She was known as a talented photographer, soccer player, and a lover of all things James Dean, which okay. is so funny because we were just talking about James Dean because I only know Jimmy Dean. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are the odds? Um, <laughs> how, how's James Dean sausage? I don't know, but oh. I thought I thought they were, like, related. I thought it was a successful family. But anyways, <laughs> uh, anyways th- this girl is so Case's type, by the way. Because she's like, she's super blonde hair, blue eyed, really sweet, you know, all that action. That's, that's, seems lovely. I, yeah. It seems like a criticism when you said that, but I love nice no, blonde women. I know. Like, she's very Aryan race, which is the case of thing. It's not what I, that's not what I'm looking for. It is. Oh, okay. God. I just happen to like pale blonde women and that's all there is to it. Yeah. What are the odds? Shocker. <laughs> Now, just as a reminder of how awesome, I, I, I'm, I was so intrigued by how great the summer of 1992 in Chicago was. I'm mm. going to give you guys a quick recap right now. Okay. So, Michael Jordan and the Bulls won their second NBA championship. Hell yes. Jordan and Scottie Pippen went on to play uh, the dream team in the 1992 Summer Olympics in Barcelona. Right. The Blackhawks made the Stanley Cup finals. Wow. And Lollapalooza was a touring event still. So the stop made at Tinley Park. The headliners were the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. Ministry. Yes. Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. Soundgarden. Yep. Pearl Jam. Yes. And the same summer in uh, that same summer in June, the Grateful Dead played at Soldier Field. Hell yes. What a summer. Is that not insane? That's incredible. It's like this. It's like a cute one summer or something. It's, I, I, it's unbelievable when I saw this. Can we go this. back? Can we go back, please? I mean, I was just like, wow. No wonder you're always so excited about like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Okay. Like that, damn, what a summer. Pretty damn good stuff. So that that kind of blew uh, my mind just looking at that lineup and everything that was going on. So think about it, like Chicago, and really, it was buzzing. This city, this state, it was on a high, right? Uh, but things became significantly less awesome starting August 23rd, 1992. So that is when 21-year-old Tammy 
uh, Zwicky vanished while driving to Grinnell College in Iowa. Wow. Uh, this was for the start of her fall semester. So according to the FBI, uh, Zwicky's brother, Darren, joined her on that road trip. So she began from their home in New Jersey on August 22nd, and that was the day before her disappearance. Mm. So the first stop was in Evanston, Illinois, where Tammy dropped off uh, her brother at Northwestern University. Ironically, that's not where the crime took place. Uh, That is where he attended college. And that night she stayed with a friend and they planned uh, to, and she planned to drive out the next day, right? So recouping for the night, dropped her brother off at college at Northwestern, right in Evanston, and then was hitting the road towards Iowa the next day, right? Okay. So it's the next day. While driving to her destination, Zwicky's vehicle, a white uh, 1985 Pontiac, if that means anything to anybody, because I don't know what that would look like, but that's, I just see a white car. I, 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 I picture it. I got it. Do you it. picture it? Yes, okay. I do. Yeah. Uh, it broke down in central Illinois. Now, the FBI said that more than 60 people reported seeing Tammy looking under the hood of her car that day, which was stopped at the exit for Utica, Illinois. So if anybody knows that or passes that a lot, that's kind of like where it happened. Okay. Now, Tips to law enforcement suggest that 26 different cars pulled over to help her. Wait, 26 cars pulled over and offered help. Yes. 26? 26. Now, could you imagine if Brian broke down, no one would stop? No, No, they would drive into puddles and splash him. Yeah, absolutely. My car's broken down. I've never had anybody stop to help me. Ever. No. Well, you look like a killer. I'd be scared to help you. Like, like it's a setup? Yeah. I'd be like, no, thank you. Fool me Yeah, once, I hit him with you. the car. I would hit you. I'd be like, I know what you're up to. Okay. Oh, so God. So 26 different cars pulled over to help her. Now, despite all the offerings of help, Tammy never made it to the college campus in Iowa. Hmm. So Tammy's car was left on the side of the road after her disappearance it was ticketed for abandonment by Illinois State Troopers, and the Illinois State Police towed the car the following day. So very quickly, it actually got marked, which is crazy. So that's the same day Tammy's mother reported her daughter missing. Now, uh, Tammy's disappearance was not seriously investigated until several days hmm. after the initial report. So her mother reported this. The car got ticketed, towed. It was abandoned. And it, did, it took days for them to take it serious. Now, originally, police suspected she had run off with a boyfriend, even though she had no indication of a boyfriend in her life or on that trip. Mm. She had left with her brother. So it, it was a little bit careless initially, um, unfortunately, because, you know, they, they always say, I mean, there's a show named after the first 48, right? Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's a bummer that it wasn't taken as seriously as it needed to be right away. Now, September 1st, eight days after she went missing, a body was found that matched her description. However, they needed several days to confirm through, you know, DNA testing, all that, right? So friends and family, this was not a relief. You know how sometimes families want to find a body or they want to do... This was not a relief to the family at all. And they were praying that it wasn't Tammy. This this is only eight days after she disappeared. They're hoping she did run off with a guy or get lost or what. A, they're they're incredibly concerned and they're praying that it wasn't her body. Mm. Uh, they hope she was still alive. However, September third, 
the world discovered the body was Tammy. Oh, boy. She was found on the side of a rural stretch of Interstate 44 in Lawrence County, Missouri, between Springfield and Joplin. So think about how far that is from her initial disappearance. Yeah. Uh, Not good and obviously very suspicious. So the body was discovered um, by a pickup driver, and he actually gave the authorities differing stories about why he pulled over in the first place. So one of the stories was he pulled over to urinate, and this makes me think that Brian killed her because he says that he says that all the time. I gotta go. I <laughs> like, drink who a lot. says that? I drink a lot of water and I gotta go. And I tell Case and Kenzie whenever I gotta go, I go, I'm going to pee. I gotta go. No, but you, no, you say you're gonna urinate. Yeah, you specifically say. So here's what happens if you it, nobody knows this because they don't work at Q101. At 10:01 every day after the show's over, Brian goes. Well, I'm gonna go urinate and then I'll come back and do yes. the promo. It's just every single day. Yeah, I do. And use the it's word urinate. weird. It's weird, and that's why I think Brian should be a suspect. Okay, so moving on. I agree. The other was that he pulled over to cover his truck bed with a tarp in preparation for rain. So very odd that he had conflicting stories. But um, during the stop, he did uh, begin smelling an unusual odor, and he spotted a large bundle on the side of the road. And it was a blanket wrapped in duct tape. Inside the blanket was a female body wrapped in a white sheet with silver duct tape covering both ends Mm. of the blanket. Mm. It was found that it was Tammy. And she was wearing the same clothes that she was last seen in. Uh, The autopsy revealed she had actually been stabbed seven to eight times in the chest. Jeez. And died from internal bleeding. God. Right? Yeah, not good. I mean, gruesome. And also... So unnecessary. Like, why go to the, the I hate that. Okay. It's a so, lot. It's a lot. Of, lot. One would have done the job, so I'm sure. It's so aggressive. And then I feel like that's when you know, like, what a weird, like, like, kink that this person's going through. Because, ugh. So, just after Zwicky's <laughs> body was found, um, Grinnell's college professor at the time, Irma McLaren Allen, because nobody can ever have a normal name in any of my stories, um, she told a reporter during the interview that not only is the school filled with grief, but it's filled with fear. Because you have to think, this school in Iowa, it's kind of a destination just to go to a college campus. It's full of kids traveling from surrounding cities and taking these exact same roads. Yeah. So people were terrified. They don't know who it is. There's no motive. All she was simply doing was driving to school on the same road that most people have to drive to that school on. And she even said, it makes us feel incredibly vulnerable. Even I have to drive to Chicago on Highway 80 tomorrow, and I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, it just, it, what, what was a normal, traditional drive became everyone's greatest fear. So it was believed and spotted by several people that the night of Tammy's disappearance... Uh, while having that car trouble, a semi-truck pulled over and offered her help. And Tammy actually accepted that help and got inside the truck. Now, this isn't 100%. This is just, this is a he said, Ooh. she said, okay? Uh, it was described as a rust-colored truck with diagonal stripes. And once it was confirmed that Tammy's body had been found, over 2,000 people joined in to search for this specific truck. Okay. Yeah. Now, a lead suspect was Lonnie Beerbrodot. Beerbrodot. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm doing my best. It's a beerbrod. So I'm gonna keep calling him Lonnie. Now, as a trucker, um, 
he was a trucker and a felon on parole. Now, I did clarify, Lonnie is a man, because at first I'm like, whoa, plot twist. But it's a guy. Never mind. I, so, I thought um, right away Lonnie was a guy. I know, really? I know, yeah, I know a couple guys named Lonnie. I thought Lonnie. it was a girl. Like, Lonnie sounds, like, adorable. And I'm like, whoa. Like, that's weird. No, Lonnie's, but, no. Lonnie's more like, hey, Lonnie. Give oh, me a PBR cool. at the bar next time you go up. That's what a Lonnie I imagine is. it as a, hey, Lonnie. Like, that's how I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, whoa. Okay. But this is crazy to me. So what made this person, in my mind, the biggest lead suspect was... One of the most unique pieces of evidence I've ever heard. And I feel like in no way this could be a coincidence. And this is where I'm going to pause because I want to uh, know if you guys agree. Because uh, I was like that, like, I, I don't care. Like, that means you're guilty. Oh, man. I'm so curious about Lonnie. Okay. So we're going to get back. We're coming back and I'll do a quick recap and we're going to learn a whole lot about Lonnie. Coming up next uh, in four minutes with Brian and Kenzie on Q101. The Q101 Morning Crew. On Q. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose, to be fair and just. To do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Let's get into Season 4, Episode 3, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. It yeah, just hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created this show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. 101. The Q101 Morning Crew. On Q101. Well, there you have it. The Chili Peppers, which relates to this story that Kenzie has brought up here in Kenzie's Crimes, uh, because it took place around the time of Lollapalooza 92, where the Chili Peppers were one of the headliners of that incredible lineup of Lollapalooza back in the day. Now, just a little recap on Kenzie's Crimes and what Brian's talking about. So this crime actually happened... Uh, Chicago summer of 92, but just a recap of what also was happening. You know, the city was bumping in the summer of 92, probably probably the peak of what it's ever been. Right. Um, So the Chicago, Michael Jordan and the Bulls won their second NBA championship. Jordan and Scottie Pippen were on the dream team for the Summer Olympics Olympics in Barcelona. Blackhawks made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Whoop, whoop. Lollapalooza's headliners, this is when it was touring, so it was at Tinley Park, was the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ministry, Ice Cube, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, and the Grateful Dead played at Soldier Field in June. I mean, this was just like an iconic year. Um, and that's why one of the reasons things were so shocking and devastating, because you can just tell when a city and a state is on a positive roll, and this shook people. Uh, Tammy Zawicki was driving to... Uh, Grindel College in Iowa. That is where she went to school to start her fall semester. She's 21 years old, total sweetheart. She dropped her brother off at Northwestern uh, in the middle of a road trip because that's where he went to school, headed to hers, had some car trouble on the side of the highway, and was never seen again. Tragic. Now, her Tragic. body was found um, near Missouri, 
super far away, wrapped in a tarp on the side of the road. And we left off with um, Lonnie being a huge suspect. And I think are some really, really interesting facts about why he was a suspect. So I'm excited to run this by you guys because there's one in particular that I'm like, well, that can't be a coincidence. Like, I, I know that you need substantial evidence, but can't we just ever say something can't be a coincidence? You know, it bothers <laughs> me in court. So Lonnie was a trucker and a felon out on parole. And uh, if, in case you missed the last, the last break, it was reported that Tammy was seen on the side of the road and a truck um, that was rust colored with diagonal stripes stopped and she did get in the truck. Okay. Right. Now this truck didn't necessarily match that description, but of course, if you had just kidnapped somebody, you could get a different truck or something like that. Right. <laughs> so, okay. Lonnie was a trucker though, and a felon out on a parole. He was also seen in LaSalle County the day of Tammy's disappearance. He also lived near where the body was found, which is a big deal because those are very far away destinations. Okay? Yeah. So keep that in mind. The fact that he lived near where the body was dumped, but was seen where she was kidnapped in the exact time frame okay. of both of those things is super weird. Stacking up against Lonnie. Right. And obviously uh, the trucker thing fits as well as a felon out on parole. Okay. So this is the weirdest piece of information though. It was reported randomly that Lonnie had given a very unique gift to somebody. And it was a music box wristwatch, hmm. which is like not super common, right? Mm -mm. Guess what was one of the items missing out of Tammy's suitcase when it was found? An iPhone. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we don't play games with right. uh, A music box wristwatch the same one that was supposedly regifted no receipt found matches the exact description of what was in her suitcase and what was missing out of her suitcase he had given away as a gift okay so How lonnie crazy did it is that? lonnie did it right you would feel in your heart and soul so many people had that belief that lonnie must be the killer these all of this really tallies up. Unfortunately, despite all the beliefs and the coincidences, Lonnie was let back on was let go on a lack of evidence. What? I know because they couldn't <laughs> DNA trace like the, none. There was no DNA or anything like that. Like ah, so very very frustrating. And then Lonnie passed away in two thousand two. Okay? Oh, she, before he went to no, no trial with him or nothing. He just got let go. He got he, let no go. Evidence. Not enough evidence. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. All those crazy, crazy, crazy coincidences and just lack of evidence. So, so many other names and tips flooded in. Um, they were actually just calling them repeat tips at a certain point. Even to this day, they get a lot of tips where they're like, people think they remember seeing someone on the side of the road. There's a lot of those things, right? Okay. Unfortunately, um, none of these tips have ever been substantial enough, and it caused it to become a cold case. Now, it's been over 30 years. Jeez. However, due to how heartbreaking this case is, I mean, think about this. This is a young girl simply driving to college for a new semester. Right. She's doing the right thing. She drops her brother off first. She had passion. She was into photography, sports, just checking all the boxes. She was of, blonde and pretty. That helps. Uh, it's Case's favorite helps scenario. Case. Yeah. Uh, maybe Case is the killer. Uh, <laughs> no comments? Uh, but because of... <laughs> 
like how touching this is. The case has really never been forgotten. There's been tons of podcasts on it. There's also been a news follow-up story almost every single year talking about this, especially when school picks back up as an awareness. Mm. There's also a face group, uh, Facebook group titled Who Killed Tammy Zwicky, which has over 5,700 members, including Tammy's mom, mm. where people share tips, clues, um, you know, new new tips that flood in. And the investigators on this case say that they actually still get tons of tips and calls about this particular case to this day where people, people, you know, hear a podcast episode and they're like, wait, I drove down that road. I think I saw that truck or things like that happen a lot. Um, now, I want this to be a reminder to everybody that innocent things can turn into tragedies and uh we are more fortunate now where we have easier ways to communicate. We can charge our phones and our cars so, you know, we, our phone doesn't die and it's accessible. But wait for, you know, the safest help that you can get and do not get in a stranger's car. Like, Ugh. don't do it because you may just vanish out of thin air, which is the unfortunate fate of a sweet young girl named Tammy Zwicky to, to this day. They don't have the killer. So there's nothing more. I know Lonnie died. There's mm-hmm. nothing more on Lonnie. As far as they didn't, they couldn't find anything else with DNA when technology advances. There they go was back to no a cold case DNA a lot. evidence. Um, a lot of people to this day believe, including the investigators, always believed it was him. Yeah. Uh, due to like the circumstantial evidence is super undeniable. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, if you want to title it like this, it seems like he did a really good job in his murder because uh, it, it was really, really, really difficult to trace. God. Now, with him being passed away, and now things are so much more technological advanced, maybe it would have been easier now to prove something like that, but he is already passed on. Come on, so. a music box, box watch. I've never seen one in my life. I know. So if she had one and he had it. I don't know. There was and a- I don't know. I would say a trucker felon on parole. I'll, probably not a huge gift giver. <laughs> I don't think that like falls into his category. You know what I mean? Like I just think as off the top, it's like I don't think he's out here. Like I gotta find the perfect gift. Uh, we can check in with Trucker Mike. Remember Trucker Mike on that well, one? Well, I don't think he's a convicted felon. No, no, crimes. he's not. He's okay. a great family man. Yeah. I will tell you, there is a movie, and. Not to get two things in people's heads because everybody's so intrigued by this story, but there's a Kurt Russell movie called Breakdown. That is not a popular Kurt Russell movie. It is, to me, his best movie ever. I stumbled on it one day, just passed out on the couch, woke up, it was on TNT or something, and it is almost this story. It's not a college student, but it's about breaking down and a Mm -hmm. trucker helps them, but what happens after, I don't want to spoil the movie, it's very similar in a way to a lot of the things you're talking about. Even gifts. It even relates to gifts that were given to other people from the wow. kidnapped people. I don't think it's related to this story. I don't because it's not. I've never seen that. Maybe I do a deep dive on that I mean, movie. Maybe it's based um, like loosely on it at the time or something. You know. It's an incredible, entertaining thriller breakdown with Kurt Russell that's very wow. similar. Very okay. similar. Interesting. Yeah, old, I have not seen that. It came out in the late 90s, something like that. It's a great okay. movie. All right. Whew. Wow. I hate the unsolved ones because I it just know. makes me kind of cliffhanger. I know, and I hate doing that to people, but they're also still... One, I I also felt like as a woman, this is one that I wanted uh, to share because 
you you feel like oh what are the odds i've actually been in a scenario where um i was on the metro and the train broke down right and they had everyone get off and this train was like it was done for and they we had passed because it broke this is crazy we needed to like get to our stop and a guy offered to drive me to like like one stop up where my car was right and listen i don't think he planned a train breaking down he was most likely a good guy but i'm like you know what i'm gonna order a lift like i just you can't you can't do it even if it seems like okay the odds are people aren't serial killers right like statistically but you just you can't take that chance because it could ruin your life yeah and end it you know well just be aware out there you never know what's lurking and uh Keep you updated on it. Kenzie's Crimes. The whole thing, if you just joined us now, will be on the podcast, the Brian and Kenzie podcast, Q101.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, subscribe. It'll be on your feed in a little while here when Case puts it up, and you can check out the entire story again. Thank you, Kenzie. Yeah. I love these stories. I love them. The Q101 Morning Crew. On Q101. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title Transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.